Welcome to the Carolinas, where serial killers, abductions, and mysterious circumstances are abundant. Join me, Tiffany, and my co-host Sam, two moms, as we cover local true crime cases that will leave you wanting more. Tune in every weekend for our new episodes where we rotate between North Carolina and South Carolina true crime cases. Find us on all major podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, and follow us on our social media. We're on Instagram at Cola City Crime, and you can find our Facebook page by searching our name, Cola City Crime. <laughs> The subjects of today's episode are methods of torture used for centuries in England, the Slavic nations of Europe, and even in America, which even utilize specially made contraptions that were used so often that there are years worth of maintenance and upkeep records for said devices. One method was simply for shutting up the nagging wife, or town Karen, as they would be called today, more of an embarrassment than anything else and rarely resulting in long-term damage or death, and more often than not, had the reverse effect of what it was intended to do. The other, a method of weeding out the unsavories from society and led to the death of many, whether you were found guilty or not. Going on the books before the days of William the Conqueror and staying there until the 1960s, we'll discuss the two methods that are often used interchangeably, but are very different. Today we cover ducking and swimming. I'm Kevin Young. And I'm Dan Hergan. And this is Torture. Cue the team music. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so before we get to anything, what has become the norm? A call to action. Dan, your Zoom camera is gone. Yeah, so it's my <laughs> USB thing decided yeah, again, to give up yeah. again. So I'm plugging it into a different thing. That's why I start messing out. I could see it starting to go. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> That's just the exact kind of quality content you see people tune into right. this far is to not be able to see my video on an audio platform. <laughs> Start video. There you go. <laughs> For all those people who missed me. <laughs> uh, a call to action. Uh, follow us on Instagram at TorturePod. I know that emailing us takes time and effort. Uh, rating and reviewing on Apple takes time and effort. Following on Instagram takes literally no time or effort because most of you are probably on Instagram right now while you're listening to the show. So just just torture torture pod. It's all one word, and then just hit the follow. That's all you gotta do. Very simple. Very simple. Also, we are recording this on International Hot and Spicy Food Day. Also, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, but you know. The less important, obviously. However, the day that it comes out will be National Polka Dot Day and Chinese New Year. So happy Chinese nice. New Year and happy, happy Polka Dot Day, everyone. Happy Randy Rhodes Day for all the guitarist nerds out there who know what I'm talking about when I say that. Then, oh, is today his birthday? No, no. But the day it comes out is if it's Polka Dot Day then he famously had a guitar covered in polka dots. Oh, okay. And yeah. For a couple of people who 
had them. I believe it was Zab. Was it Buddy? Uh, he had one, Buddy um, Guy. Was it Buddy Guy that had the polka dot guitar as well? I, yeah, it was Buddy Guy that had the polka dot guitar too. I feel like Eddie Vedder, so, not Eddie Vedder, Eddie Vedder, uh, Eddie Van Halen. I feel like he had a polka dot guitar at one point. Don't, don't know if he I did. Don't know. Not sure. I know he had the, the usual his Frankenstrat thing. I don't yeah. know if he did a polka dot version. Dusty Rhodes was famous for wrestling in polka dots, black and yellow. Oh yeah, yeah. Black, you know, unitard with yellow polka dots. Vince McMahon and made yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, the eighties. Okay, well that's enough of that. Uh, Dan, yeah. let's take <laughs> you back to your favorite place, jolly old England. Um, yeah. This time, the early nineteenth century. Uh, we'll say your name is Jenny Pipes. And you're... Jenny Pipes. Jenny Pipes. So we'll redo the intro. I'm Kevin Young. I'm Jenny Pipes. And this is... They know it's going to be English. (laughs) (laughs) That was Southern. And I'm Jenny Pipes. Bell of the ball. Oh, fucking... All right. Uh, Your name is Jenny Pipes, and you're being paraded around Mm -hmm. the town of Leominster in 1809, strapped with iron to a wooden chair, held high above the crowd, and being wielded toward the Kenwater Bridge. The only thing you can hear, other than what I am assuming would be very squeaky wheels, is the chanting of, Duck the Scold! Duck the Scold! Oh, no, she's a witch. No, that's my holy. That's holy grail. No. Duck the scold. <laughs> uh, your only crime for such a display is that you are being seen as a common scold, accused of speaking ill of your husband just once too often. Um, your punishment? Well, you are to be ducked or immersed in water while tied to an apparatus known as a ducking stool. Uh, though it would probably be of little comfort to you, Jenny, uh, you are about to make history by becoming the last woman in England to be ducked. And yes, oh, I feel so proud. It is. So you had mentioned before the show started that you had uh, a title for this one. And, he's, yeah. and you said, uh, what, what was it you said? Slam dunk the funk. <laughs> Slam dunk the funk. And I said, well. I thought it was dunking. I was, because uh, that makes sense. You're dunking her in the water. Yeah. But apparently, oh, and camera went off again. Apparently, it is. For fuck's sake. <laughs> I need to get a new camera. Or a new USB. I put it directly into the computer this time. Oh. I might have just hit off it or something. I don't know. Uh, but apparently, camera. it is called. Ducking, you know, like the bird. Yeah. Which. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What was it? it I didn't really see an explanation it, for it, except for the fact that sometimes they weren't completely dunked. Sometimes they were just kind of put on the water with their bare feet in the water. So maybe that's why they call them ducking. But anyway, your tormentors strap you to a chair, which sits at the end of a long, maneuverable wooden arm, the preferred mechanism for dipping troublesome women in the water. Now, like other ducking victims, you are sentenced to be plunged as many times as needed to, quote, cool your immoderate heat. Uh, The punishment wasn't 
designed to be fatal, though it sometimes was, a rather a humiliating spectacle aimed at discouraging whatever behavior precipitated it. Dunked in full view of your family, friends, and neighbors. Uh, now, when I say said in the intro that the punishment actually had the reverse effect than what it was created for, Pipes ended her ordeal by unleashing, quote, oaths and curses on the magistrates, according to what I was going to say, yeah. I can only assume that she comes out complaining more than she was complaining beforehand. Like one dunk, she comes up, she goes, you motherfucker, I'm going to fucking kill him. <laughs> Sons of <laughs> bitches. <laughs> Just, Just forgot the uh, southern accent, but yeah. Uh, true. Um, yeah. <laughs> I forgot my horrible English accent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ironically, the reason she was being ducked it got worse after the ducking. Apparently, uh, when they got her off the chair, she was uh, not happy. Yeah, I can understand why, yeah. to be fair. Like, is it, I think Gilles de Ray's grandfather had a better method of doing this. Just chuck them in a sack <laughs> and don't sack. drop them in. You know, don't, don't, put, don't put them on a chair. And, yeah. You know, give them, give them the option to possibly get out of this yeah. unscathed or with uh, being able to give out to you after the fact. Well, we'll actually get to uh, sewing them into a sack a little bit later, uh, so keep that in mind. Records of, of Pipes dunking were few and far between, uh, a mixture of local folk history and short passages in history books. What we do know about her is that she was a woman of limited financial means who likely worked in the local wool-based industry. Uh, her public humiliation was far from unique. So between the mid-16th and early 19th centuries, an untold number of women in England, as well as Scotland, and colonial America, underwent ducking as a punishment for speaking out of turn. Now, largely forgotten today, the practice speaks to the lengthy history of policing women's voices, a trend that it still continues. Uh, Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> He said while he looked at the door to make sure his wife wasn't. Yeah, make sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was a shoe you saw flying past my face. <laughs> Have you seen that Key and Peel skit where they're uh, they're talking about their wives and they're like, and she wanted me to do, this, and I told her, and they both look all around, <laughs> make sure there's nobody there, and he's like, bitch. I said, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and they walk in the the, the wives walk in. The, what are you talking about? Nothing. <laughs> Yeah, it's very much like that. Yes. Uh, now, Pipes uh, may actually hold the official title, but she wasn't the final attempted victim of dunking, ducking in England. In 1817, Sarah Leake was paraded also through Leominster and brought to the water's edge. However, the water level was too low for her to be ducked, so they're just like trying to dip her in, and she's not going in the water. So they just kind of gave, <laughs> just, they just just kind of gave up. She splashed. She splashed. She's kicking her feet. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, like, it's, like, it's like when you go and get into a swim pool and you don't realize that the shallow end is much uh, longer than you imagine. You're just walking for ages. It's actually kind of... There was, there, there's, there's a beach. I used to live in a town here, Galway, and there's a beach there that um, the water is infamously shallow for a very, very, very long stretch. Really? And there's actually a spoof of this kind of video uh, taking piss out of it where there's people running and they're running for 
ages. <laughs> and, still, you know, and it has that, you know, like the music going, the slow motion thing, whatever. But then they're all jolly and eventually they're really tired. Like, oh my God, they turn around and they're miles out. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just reminding me of that. There was a week when I was a, a teenager, my parents won a cruise trip to the Bahamas in a raffle. So we went to the Bahamas when I was like 13. And uh, one of the islands we got to go to, it had like, I was like 40 feet, maybe 50 feet out. It was just like shin length or shin depth. Yeah. And you just walk out. And then all of a sudden, it was a ledge. And you'd take a step. It was like taking a step off a fucking stair. And you'd go down to like yeah, yeah, chest. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was like cool, good. Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, okay, so few records about the women who were ducked survived. Much more information is available about the ducking stools themselves. Uh, their upkeep, how much was spent on their construction. In the borough of Barnsley in South Yorkshire, for example, a parish account the, the parish accounts show nine entries for repairs of two stools between 1703 and 1737. The frequency of these repairs suggests the stool was in regular use. Uh, in towns and villages across England, authorities kept ducking stools close at hand, typically, typically consisting of wooden or iron chair fastened to a beam from which the victim could be lowered into and raised out of the water. The seesaw-like contraptions were often mounted on wheels. Uh, some communities stored them out of sights, ready to be moved to ponds or rivers at a moment's notice, while others proudly installed them in permanent waterside positions. They would, uh, the, the ones that would go through town, obviously, the, had the long arm with the chair on the end. People would sit, get strapped to, sit in, and they parade them around town before taking them down to the water. Um, the ones that were yeah. permanently there were more, it was more like um, a stand that was built with... A seesaw. Well, this one, the, 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 the one that was at the water's side that was built in was actually had like an arm and it was, it was more like a, a, a chain would lower them down into the water. Oh, right. Okay. So, uh, but it it could be swung out so they could get on and then, you know, uh, drop them down. But those, those were the ones that were permanently in the seesaw ones. Uh, those were the ones that were a lot of fun because they'd take them through town first and they'd get a big crowd say, behind them. Yeah. When I Googled it and saw images, it, um, looked like they took a catapult and repurposed it. A trebuchet. Basically, say let's stick it. Yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, or a trebuchet even. Yeah, sorry. Um, and uh, it's like they just went. Oh, look, we haven't had any war for a while. We have all these siege engines lying around. Let's put a chair just, on the end of it. Just put a woman in it and see how yeah. far we can chuck her out into space. That's what it looks like anyway. It does. It does. Uh, if you haven't seen one, we'll post pictures on our Instagram of those. Um, uh, offenses punished with the ducking. With ducking included uh, prostitution, adultery, and of course being a, a common scold or continually outspoken, outspoken unruly individual. Uh, women accused being a woman, uh, basically any excuse some they could find some to of, stick yeah, a woman into the chair, they yeah, would pretty much. Uh, women accused of being scolds caused problems with their neighbors or were considered verbally aggressive. Uh, communities also use ducking stools as deterrents. So if a woman was deemed disruptive, she might wake up one morning to find a ducking stool leaning against her door. 
place there on the order of local authorities. So they wouldn't even have to use it. You just walk outside one day and it's just there. It's like, oh, okay, get the hint. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quit complaining about everything, lady. Um, so these these were very extremely public punishments. Um, again, used as deterrence, but for other women as well. Not just the women they were being used on, but they they were supposed to be used as deterrence for the other women that were watching it. Uh, so there's a story about a woman named Mary Stemp. At the end of April 1745, in the market town of Kingsington-upon-Thames, or Thames, whichever, uh, Mary Stemp, the keeper of the Queen's Head Alehouse, strapped into a chair at, Kings at Kingston Bridge, uh, where a cheering crowd of some 2,000 to 3,000 people stood waiting. Just, yeah. 3,000 people waiting to watch yeah. somebody getting... Dropped yep. in the water. She had little, little to be doing. <laughs> she must have spoke her mind a little bit too much. Uh, found guilty of scolding by the court, Stemp was ducked in the River Thames, uh, perhaps being wielded through town first. She was likely stripped down to uh, her undergarments before being plunged into the polluted water that traveled through the nearby city of London. Uh, but 2,000 to 3,000 people, mostly because... Husbands were sure to take their wives to these punishments to participate in following them around the town as the ducking stool was paraded around before heading to the river. And when those wives stood up and said that what they were doing was wrong, the husband would say, shut up or you're next. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's, it's hard to, to try and. It's some of the stuff that comes into my head for <laughs> joke, jokes to make. Yeah. They're purely and early jokes. Yeah. Jokes just to throw it out there. So hard because, God damn it, we'll get cancelled, as they'd say. <laughs> We're cancelled. Uh, we get cancelled right away. You know, I don't find my wife to be a Karen. I don't think she's a Karen at all. The, the, you know, if mm -hmm. you use that term. Um, I think my wife is lovely. I can say whatever I want. She doesn't listen to the, to the show, so I'm not like buttering her up. She's, you know. Um, However, I can see how some people might look at her and say, duck the scold, because she, oh, yeah, yeah. she is uh, pretty outspoken. Like, if you're in her way, oh, yeah. and she I'd says... I'd say the exact same thing yeah, if, about Kevin's wife. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, I, think, I think we'd all say it about our own, and I'm sure they'd say worse about us. Oh, yeah, definitely. I would never um, I would never think that she needs ducked. I just think sometimes she gets a little uh, impatient, but I don't think she's a quote-unquote scold. But I, I can see where other that's, people... That's because that's, that's we're stupid men. Well, that's true. You see, but, you know, like... Yeah, you know, well, like somebody's, somebody's in her way at the gas station or the grocery store, and she's like under her breath, but loud enough so everybody can hear it. It's like, well, let's just take up the whole fucking aisle. Why don't we? Uh, some people <laughs> might get some people might get take umbrage with that. Um, you know, whatever. I, I I'm sorry. I I get like that when people are doing yeah. really irritating things yeah. in the same way. I I 100. So I wouldn't give out about that. I I do the. The obvious loud heavy sigh the other time. Yes. You know, when you're, yeah. Like like I like I was sitting there one day and I remember saying to my wife, it's like I can't wait until I'm like in my eighties if I live that long and um with my healthy lifestyle I'm bound to live that long. Oh, um you. but uh the uh standing behind this 
old woman who was doing the stereotypical counting the pennies thing. And I was like, I cannot wait till I'm that old that I can do that and get away with it without people giving out to me. Because if I did that now, people would give out to me for daring as a young person be like, 2p, 4p, you know? And, but yeah, and I'd be sitting there behind people doing it and I'd do the audible. Uh-huh. And the staff, the staff yeah. would be looking at you like, sorry. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Now, we came back from the store the other day, and uh, we walked out. And she, I could see she was getting irritated about something, but I had no idea what. And we come outside, she goes, are you proud of me? I didn't say anything. It's like, I don't know what you would have said anything about. What was annoying? What what happened? Well, those people were standing in front of the door, and uh, they didn't move when we came up, and we had to wait. Oh, okay. So, so somebody inconvenienced you for 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 ten seconds. <laughs> I'm sorry, God damn it! I'd get along with your wife so well because well, oh, I'd be the exact would. same. Yeah, you have the same, the exact have that same, same Irish impatient mentality. Oh God! So like, get the fuck out of the way. What are you doing? Like, I, like again, yeah, a similar circumstance. Went into the shop the other day, and there's people. They decided to stop right in the door when they're walking to have a chat. You know, and it's like step in through the door. Or step out of the fucking door. Right. Do not stand in the doorway, <laughs> yeah. blocking it completely. The only way in and out of this shop. And you're just like, oh, Mary, I haven't seen you in 20 minutes. How are you? Blah, blah. How's things? Yada, yada, yada. Yep. You know, and it's like, just shut the fuck up and get out of my <laughs> life. Thank you very much. I have my days where I'm like, just fucking move. Uh, but I, I, I try not to. Myself, I try not to say anything. I just kind of do the the loud sigh or the uh, uh, squeeze by you yeah. guys real quick. Just squeeze. I'm just yeah. that's so, a yeah, that's I'm a sorry. very that is a very Midwestern thing to do. So all of our listeners from the Midwest know exactly what I'm talking. About. They, they come over. I'm just gonna uh, squeeze by you guys real quick. Just squeeze right by you. Okay. And then uh, you know, if you walk into somebody on accident, it's oh. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Sorry. I did not mean to do that. No. We here. It's it's the one person will one person will say oh, and the other person will uh, say excuse me, and then it's you're fine. Yeah. That that's how it is. Oh, excuse me. You're fine. That's it. <laughs> that's how. That's. Uh, mine's more passive aggressive. You see, that's the thing. Just there's the oh excuse me, and then just say excuse me. Kind <laughs> of you know. Well, then, mine's the more passive aggressive. It's yeah. like I'm sorry. You are in my way. Please yeah. get the fuck out of it. All right. Well, uh, ducking in comparison to other public punishments like hanging or burning at the stake didn't aim to punish the subject in the most torturous manner possible, but rather to humiliate them in front of their peers, a punishment that theoretically benefit uh, befitted the lesser crime. So, you know, you're annoying. You're annoying. So we're just going to humiliate you. We're not going to, you know, kill you. Um, however, the ducking stool could be fatal. In 1731, a woman in Nottingham was strapped into a ducking stool for immorality. Uh, Mayor Thomas Trigg allowed the mob of spectators to duck her, and they were so brutal that soon afterwards, probably from either hypothermia or um, too much intake of water, she ended up dying. Uh, the mayor was actually prosecuted for allowing the death to happen, and the town's ducking stool was destroyed. So, oh, terrible. Dear Lord. Yeah. Uh, so, where did all this start? Well, it actually started with a similar but noticeably different device that sometimes gets confused as the same thing. The cucking stool, or the stool of the, repentance. The c- cooking 
Cucking. C U C K I N G. Cooking. Cucking. Yeah. Cooking. Everybody's thinking, right. oh, cuckle, oh, cuck, a cuckold. Oh, yeah. That's not, uh-huh. no, not quite. Um, uh, where the ducking stool was used exclusively on women, the cucking stool was used on men and women. Uh, women that were nags or scolds, obviously, but men that had affairs, brewed bad beer, or made bad or unethical bread. Well, I can understand that, though, to be fair. <laughs> the, the, the last two definitely so, punished them. So when I say unethical bread, uh, here's a fun fact. So back in the day. So bread the shape of a penis. <laughs> <laughs> back in the day, ba- bakers would put sawdust in their flour because it was cheap and easy to get. Um, so instead of one cup of flour, they would maybe do three-quarter cup flour, quarter cup sawdust. It became such a problem that rules had to be passed that made bread order that said bread orders had to be weighed. Uh, apparently, the filler weighed less than the flour, so if the bread didn't weigh out correctly, the baker would be punished in many number of ways. Uh, cucking school is one of them. Cucking stool is one of them. Um, wearing like a scold's bridle on their face, or wearing a uh, um, a barrel around that said like. I cheated people or some shit like that. A whole bunch of different ones. Uh, or Ling Chi um, or... You know. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, if it didn't weigh out correctly, Baker would be punished. So to make extra sure that the weight was either correct or over the limit, Baker started adding a 13th loaf or muffin or roll to the order, hence the term Baker's, Baker's Dozen. Doesn't. Ah, that's there why there's go. 13 no. instead of 12 so now there you go kids you can tell your parents you know something yeah, yeah. we're educational it this is an no. educational podcast we, oh, we officially, officially learned somebody or something. something useful so uh, all, go- all i can think of now with this whole thing is when you said about the brewing a bad beer i can imagine the people in an hauser bush or an hauser bush whatever way you pronounce it sitting there and when the cook hold cooking chair was done away with sitting on now is our time <laughs> we can finally finally we can bring out all the bad beer you are insulting an entire Inter- nation inter- <laughs> introduce introduce the budweiser oh fuck because everything they make is pretty hard you know what they give free water to hurricane victims so fair play to them water's free in general but yeah like well yeah it is. I mean, it's just tap well, water. No, no, I get what you mean. It's just tap yeah. water but not, that they bottle. No, I, 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 that, that's fine. I appreciate that. I respect <laughs> that and all that. But Hitler also gave bread to, to people. True. And food to people, you know. True. So do and, with that and, what you will. You know, he came up with Volkswagen and all that stuff. So Yeah, yeah. so. So there's that. Their beer anyway, is still shit. <laughs> uh, the cooking stool goes all the way back to the 11th century and the Doomsday Book, which was commissioned by King William I, William the Conqueror. Uh, in the Doomsday Book, it is said that the stool was used in Chester, being called Cathedra Stericroes. Uh Tied to the stool, the woman, her head and feet bare, was publicly exposed at her door or paraded through the streets amidst the jeers of the crowd. Uh, when the Saxons used it, they called it the scalding or scolding stool. Uh, it didn't start being called the cucking stool until around 1215. 
and its name is derived from the old verb cooking, which is Old English for taking a shit. Ah. <laughs> so a lot of times the chair that was used as a cooking stool was actually just an indoor toilet with wheels. So if I was to go to the bathroom and say I was cooking. Yeah. Then gonna go use the old ah. cooking stool. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Gonna have a good old cook. Yeah. <laughs> but that means something completely for, different uh, now. Being a good old who's ready for a cook off. <laughs> something completely different now. Uh, anyway, they were uh, instruments of public humiliation and censure, both primarily for the offense of scolding or backbiting, and less often for sexual offenses like being like bearing an Ill- illegitimate t- child or prostitution. Those had other punishments. Uh, you can go back and listen to our breast ripper episode uh, if you would like to hear more about that um so the cucking stool kind of just evaporates into history with the use of the ducking stool whose peak between about 1550 and 1700 coincided with a specific phase of development in modern england Uh, communities were dealing with population increases tension over resources and less access to land and work these factors probably contributed to more interpersonal disputes and subsequently more accusations of scolding. So pretty much uh, guy stressed out, woman says something that pisses him off, so she's got to go on the ducking stool. I mean. Oh, uh, naturally, yeah. yeah. I guess, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Speaking of the devil. Hello, babe. What are you doing? Talking about me? Uh, we're talking about women in general. You came up for a second, and how I don't think that you would be a scold, but I can see how some people would think that. You fucking lies. I don't. Th- no. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're a scold. I don't. I think you're lovely. Hi, Stephanie. See the lie in your eyes. <laughs> I'm not lying. I genuinely think that you are lovely. But I could see how some people would think that you are, I think you are impatient, but not a scold, because you don't nag me all that. And tell her I agree with her, though. I nag you just uh, enough. Dan agrees with you. Thanks, no, no, I mean in the sense of the, the impatience. Oh, the, the impatience. So okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not, not, the, not the full of shit. Not the full of shit. Okay. <laughs> no, no, not the full of shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're an arse. Okay. I love you, too. Bye. 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 Dan says bye. Dan says what? Bye. <laughs> well, that was perfect timing. <laughs> oh fuck! So anyway, back to women being paid. <laughs> anyway, <in the> ass. <laughs> anyway, go back to bad times. And how and how they're punished for it, even though she's earshot away. Uh, yeah. So even though the last of the duckings in the UK and the Americas happened in the very early 1800s, in England, the crime of being a common scold remained on the books. Until 1967. Uh, yeah, that doesn't surprise me the way people were when it came to women's still back in like the 50s and stuff like that. So. True, and it's one of those it's one of those antiquated type rules that you forget it's there, so it's still on the books, but nobody ever even looks at it. Like, yeah, there used I used to have a book of uh, weird American laws here in Illinois. It was until Actually, still, it's like illegal to spit on the sidewalk on Sundays or some shit. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one that I saw. It was like illegal to carry. We were watching some TV show, and it was that uh, some town in England. It's illegal to carry a plank of wood down the street or across the street carrying a plank of wood. Yeah, unless you're using it for construction purposes or something. I can't remember what it was. It was some really, really weird thing. Like, yeah, it's so, been lovely. Really tempted to go walking around with planks of wood just to see what <laughs> just happens. Just to see what the fuck happens. Yeah. <laughs> Stop and delay me all. Put down your plank. So I know what a lot of you are thinking. What about the witches? Well, it's a common misconception that women went through ducking in order to figure out if they were witches or not. They actually went through a different process called swimming. So the process of swimming goes all the way back to the 9th and 10th centuries before William the Conqueror. The practice has its origins in Western Europe and spread with the rise of Christianity through the continent, of course, like all horrible things do. Um, Being found moderately in Germany, Sweden, Switzerland, and later across the Atlantic, uh, eventually in America. By people like Michael Phelps. (laughs) Sure. Actually, when I was looking up swimming torture, there is a torture where people are forced to swim. Over and over and over again. It's like, that's oh, not what God. I'm looking for, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so the premise of the ordeal, at least in the early days, uh, 900s through the 1200s, was that the trial provoked God's direct intervention in determining the guilt or innocence of the accused, uh, which is different than what it will become later. Um, Since the ordeal's result was a revelation of God's judgment, the ordeal was often called uh, Judicium Dei, or Judgment of God. And people seem to have taken this aspect of the custom uh, pretty seriously. Uh, Administration of the ordeal was undertaken by the clergy. Uh, Its execution included public worship, the blessing of the elements of the ordeal, like the water and all that, and the celebration of Mass. Unlike it will be in a you know a few hundred years, this was not just for witches. It was used for a handful of crimes um, for which there was no witness, like uh, treason, adultery, uh, heresy, uh, for crimes where the defendant didn't really have an accuser, which is kind of weird, or um, for when the defendant's oath was held to be unreliable. So if the person was just a liar all the time, they're like, well, we can't believe yeah, you yeah. if you said you didn't do it, so we'll have to do this. Um, in these cases, it was needed. Um, what was needed was evidence from an absolute or divine point of view, i.e. God. Uh, this wasn't the only way they could do it. They also had um, trial by uh, fire and ice um, where you could you know, either... Put your arm in something super hot or something super cold and leave it there for a certain amount of time. And if it didn't get burnt or didn't get, you know, frozen or or take any type of damage, it meant God was on your side and you were innocent. Um, If you took damage, then God was not on your side and you were guilty. So, you know. (laughs) It's it's so ridiculous. It is. If you take damage, like you got to roll, the, <sighs> you got to roll a d twenty to see if you take damage. <laughs> it's the stupidest fucking thing. But you know, medieval England, and this was even before medieval England. Um, these trials definitely had their opponents, most notably, ironically enough, from the clergy itself. Uh, They claimed the trials were uncanonical, lacking any secure foundation in church law or biblical text, and that they were an unwarranted tempting of God. 
So it was like, well, if, if God said, you know, if you're guilty, then God yeah, will say you're yeah, guilty. Gotcha. This is, you know, <clears throat> yeah, it's just a whole thing in uh, Catholicism and Christianity where it's like you don't test, don't tempt God, see, you know, don't he test God. Yeah. because because yeah, because you know it's bullshit and like, you won't respond. Um, exactly, and yeah, but yeah, so I can understand that. All right, and, and you know what? Problem was, uh, It'll change everybody's mind the day he does respond. But until then, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, go ahead. And I was just going to say, and, and uh, there are other issues probably that was happening to too many men, none of women. Yeah, probably. Hmm. Um. But, that's my assumption yeah it, it's that whole thing of uh i'm gonna go jump off a building because i don't think life is worth living anymore if god doesn't want me to die then he'll save me that's you know it's that's that yeah, type yeah. of thing but, um so both of these both of these arguments were made by critics of the custom as early as the ninth century so pretty much when they started people were going this is fucked up you're this, this is not how it should be um it wasn't until the 13th century that they became the prevailing opinion of the church. So it went from just a few people saying this is, you know, fucked up to pretty much the entire church saying, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. And uh, in the Fourth Lateran Council in 1215, the clergy withdrew their support from the ordeal altogether. And this led to widespread abandonment of the custom in the following decades. And King Henry III declared swimming illegal in 1219 in a royal mandate to the justices. And it would stay dead for about the next 350 years. Just the sentence sounds funny, though, to say swimming is illegal. It's like, cancel the Olympics. <laughs> we're done. Where are you guys going to go? No, you. swimming. Oh, we're going to go swimming. Ooh. Yeah. I don't think you should do that. Yeah. Hey, guys, you like want to go to the pool? King yeah. says you can't. Uh, now, for some reason, historians aren't exactly sure why, swimming began to make a comeback, uh, catching the eye of Scotland's King James VI. So you see, James was a fairly paranoid individual, and he fully believed in the power of witches. In fact, he believed that a bad storm while he and his family were at sea was a conspiracy of witches to kill them. Uh, soon after, he wrote a treatise on the reality and menace of witchcraft called Daemonology, uh, which he published in 1597, and then again in 1603 after he became king of England. In it, he pointed out that swim he pointed out that the swimming test is a quote good help in confirming witchcraft accusations and that the <laughs> yeah and that the reason it works the reason it works is that since witches have by their dealings with the devil refused the benefit of baptism that water which is the element of baptism will effectively spit them out and prevent them from sinking quote it appears that God has appointed for a supernatural sign of the monstrous impity of witches that the water shall refuse to receive them in her bosom and have shaken off them the sacred water of baptism and willfully refused the benefit thereof. Can you imagine? Where is it that the, uh, what's that sea again? Is it, the, is it the Black Sea? Which one is it that has the, the water that the, everybody flows on? Oh, the Dead Sea. Uh, so. That's Dead Sea, yes. yeah. <laughs> I said trying to do the trials. Anybody who floats is obviously a witch. <laughs> yeah. them in. We need to kill some witches. Where do we go? Dead Sea! Yeah. <laughs> Throw them in. Yeah. They're all floating. 
So are all the fish. Yeah. I think uh, it's funny as well though, when you think about like the just how superstitious everybody was back then. It's like something good has happened and I do not understand it. Must have been Christ our savior. Uh-huh. Something bad has happened and I don't understand it. Witches. 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 So I would say you gotta take the good with the bad. If it's Christ the Savior when something good happens, then it's gotta be him when something bad happens too. Um James also enacted the Witchcraft Act of 1603 in his first year after becoming the King of England. Uh, you might know James from a little book called The Bible, specifically his version of it. Yeah, the the most common one, the one that's going right now is the King James yeah. Bible. Well, you got it? King James and you got the New International Version or whatever. Yeah. Um, Again, don't want to go harping on about this whole thing to do Catholicism and all that stuff, but like their one piece of evidence that they have to support their entire thing was restructured and rewritten by King James, basically. Yeah, a paranoid guy that believed in he wanted, wanted, yeah. to be exactly what he wanted it to be. Yeah. So um do with that information what you will. Took out the things that education. he didn't agree with, put in stuff that he did. And I'm just now that's it's historical fact. Don't don't come at me. Uh but that's how it was. Uh, so contrary to popular belief, when a person was accused by another person of being a witch, they weren't just thrown into a body of water to sink or swim. First off, even with the king's decree, trying witches, especially with swimming, wasn't done in the larger cities with a, quote, learned authority. Um, it was almost exclusively done in smaller towns or county courts whose judges were just this side of illiterate and cared more about showing their power than giving a fair trial. You weren't going to go into London and say, this is a witch, swimmer. And the, the justices be like, yeah, let's, let's, let's swimmer. That, that didn't happen yeah. because they, you know, tried to use their brain every once in a very <laughs> great while. Secondly... There were. I refuse to believe that. I refuse to believe they just they wanted to use their brains <laughs> for anything half the time. Well, secondly, there were some repercussions for making false accusations. You couldn't just go around telling everybody that oh that's a witch and that's a witch and that's a witch. It didn't work that way. Uh, if the person being accused turned out innocent, the accuser could then be punished. So uh, that's that's fair. Well, it is, but most it's the way people, it should be <laughs> exactly. But most people are, I think, are under the assumption, and I was for a very long time, that you could just go around and tell any, say, "Oh, well, she didn't, you know, give me the right change back for my clothing that she made for me. She must be a witch. You know, she's got a wart on the yeah. end of her nose. She's a witch. Uh, you, you know, you couldn't just do that because you could be punished. And lastly. They weren't just thrown in, and if they floated, they were killed, and if they sank, they died. Not usually. Uh, first, before being thrown in, this one was weird. Now, I told you that they would get sewn up in sacks, which did happen. Uh, yeah. It didn't happen all the time, but for the more unruly women. That was to muffle their complaining. Yes, they would get was. sewn into sacks and thrown in. Uh, but for the most part, they would have their right thumb tied to their left big toe and their left thumb tied to their right big toe. So they couldn't swim or try to make themselves sink. They were just <laughs> like a ball in the water, which actually, I mean, next time you go swimming, grab, grab your opposite foot. 
Yeah, Both of them. And then just, <laughs> just sit in the water and <laughs> yeah. see what happens. I would imagine you'd probably sink a little bit. Um, and then, again, before being thrown in, they would have a rope tied around their waist. So if they were innocent, they could be pulled up, hopefully. Um, obviously, some of the women weren't pulled out in time. And in those cases, the magistrate could be tried for murder. So this wasn't hmm. a, this wasn't a, you know, whatever happens, happens type deal. Thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there were repercussions for things. It, it, it was done... I'm not going to say it wasn't organized and it wasn't really civil, but it had more organization and civility to it than what people like to say it did. Yeah, yeah. And again, it wasn't, uh, oh, they didn't sink all the way to the bottom, so they were guilty either. Uh, the jury, there was a jury of sorts on the bank of the water, and after a minute or two, they would give the proverbial thumbs up or thumbs down. They would, you know, you'd be on the water and they'd wait. If you sank way down, then they would say, obviously, you're innocent. And even if you sank a little bit, because they knew that you were going to sink a little. For them, pretty much it had to be you couldn't sink really at all. It'd be a witch, because that's how it was viewed. The water wouldn't let you sink if you were a witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would you're spit like, you oh, out. To it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So even if you sank just a little bit, you'd get the thumbs up and you'd be okay. But, again... I can imagine them trying to give the thumbs up under the water. Give the thumbs up with the <laughs> yeah, tied to their toes. Foot in, foot in the toe. <laughs> or in a sack, it's just punching. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so again, this all weighed on whether or not the jury had some semblance of, you know, any brains in their head at mm-hmm. all. Uh, you Because know, obviously you're going to get some people that are like, she didn't sink all the way down. She's guilty. Um, but yeah, yeah. from what Sitting I read, the river, the, yeah, measuring the inches that they're sinking. Exactly. From, from what I read, for the most part, it wasn't as you know cut and dry as as what people like to make it out to be. So the first official use of swimming tests in England occurred in Northamptonshire witch trials in 1612. The last use was in lecture, uh, Leicester, Leicester. Lester. Lester. Is that how it's pronounced? Okay. Lester is Lester. how it's pronounced, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. In, in 1717, against a mother and daughter who, quote, swam like a cork, a piece of paper, or an empty barrel, though they strove all they could to sink. Uh-oh. Again, you wanted to sink. Otherwise, yeah, you were going to. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. So even though swimming was used extensively through the 18th, uh, 17th and 18th centuries, it was never embedded into the English judicial system, judicial system. I can't talk, uh, nor was it given the seal of approval by the church. Now, although swimming a witch was later banned, many people took the law into their own hands. Uh, in 1751, two beggars, a husband and wife, were drowned at Long Martson, New Hamptonshire, or Northamptonshire, I'm sorry, and as recently as 1865, a mob swam an elderly, deaf, and dumb Frenchman who subsequently died. So during Ooh. the Civil War, when A1 steak sauce was be busy being invented, there were people getting swam for being witches. <laughs> A1. <laughs> A1 steak sauce. Nice comparison. Yeah. Yeah, that's... that's it, it's... Uh, you can always... 
trust the good old uh, Catholic era English to do such things. And it's not even like the upper echelon of the Catholics. It's always the people who completely misinterpret everything that has been preached to them to go out and do the most horrible things. Yeah, uh, yeah using it as a... Um, using it... Scapegoat? I can't think of it. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, they're using. I mean, they're using it as a. They're using what they're learning as a reason to do horrible things because yeah. they actually want to do horrible things. And exactly, hey, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So we'll get more into the, the this subject whenever we cover the litany of tortures and abuses that people went through during the witch trials. At some point, it's just too big of a subject and too deep of a rabbit hole to go down right now. I wanted to cover ducking, but we couldn't cover ducking without differentiating it from swimming and we couldn't differentiate it from swimming without giving at least a little context as to what to swimming was how it was used and when so if you're sitting at home or at your desk or your car or the gym wondering why aren't we talking more about you know the americas and salem and the trials of northampton and, and all that that's why we will not today so sorry this is mostly about a ducking. understanding Ooh. yeah yeah this is mostly about ducking but Again, you, you, you gotta, because if we didn't, if we didn't talk about swimming at all, we would get a ton of fucking messages or emails be like, you guys missed out on the entire part of the witches. I mean, you, you guys, I mean, we didn't. Or vice versa. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So we would like to thank, uh, Cola City Crime for starting off this episode. We'll have a link to them in our show notes, along with our reference material of which there is quite, quite a bit, uh, Please follow us on Instagram and all the other social medias at TorturePod. And if you want to see us on Facebook, uh, just look up our names. You can find Dan Horgan, Kevin Young on Facebook if you really want to. Uh, it's nothing special. Um, we don't have a show page. I, I don't see the point of making one. We can. If, if everybody comes to us and say, make a Facebook page, I'll make a Facebook page for the show. But otherwise, I don't see a point in having a Facebook page for the show. But to do that, they have to contact us in the first place. Oh, That's true. <laughs> and you could do that by emailing yeah. us torchpodgmail.com. <laughs> or, exactly. Or exactly. Well, or, like, or on our I'd, socials, yeah. DM us. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'd I'd like to know um, if there's any feedback on the one that we had with Phil. Um, to do with the, let's say, like if 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 you want me to start doing any of them. Yeah, I haven't gotten anything yet. Yeah. Uh, so, come on, people, typey typey. It's not that hard. Yeah. Um, if there's anything you would like for us to cover, if you have any comments, um, good or bad, just you know, shoot them on over here again. Uh, first hundred people to uh, email us or message us on Twitter or Instagram will get a shout out. We have 90 some odd left still, so there's plenty of room. Also, if you rate or review us on Apple, uh, by the way, go rate and review us on Apple. <laughs> That'll help. Um, yeah. Follow, subscribe wherever uh, you're listening to this. If you're not following or, subscri or subscribing to us, uh, if you're just checking us out, go ahead and hit that button. Head over to our YouTube page. We're doing little snippets or excerpts from the show where you can actually see our bright and shining faces. Well, Dan's bright and shining face, my extremely tired and ready for bed because I worked all night face. <laughs> so, my I sat up all night playing Assassin's Creed face. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty much the same face. Um, yeah. If you would like to donate to the show, uh, you can either go to our link tree, which you can make a donation. 
Uh, and you can find that on our socials, or you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash torturepod, which can also be found on our link tree. See how all that works? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hint for our next episode or series of episodes. Okay. Oh, my God. Another series. Uh, I, I had gotten a comment before that the last two series, the, the Synanon series we did, wasn't very tortury, which I kind of disagree with. There was torture in it. Um, it might not have been in your as in your face torturey as possible uh, as some of the stuff. But I, I feel so it was yeah, the game torture. itself was the game was torture. torture. It turned Is into the, yeah. yeah the beatings, the stuff that the kids went through, it leading to the trouble troubled yeah. teen industry. That was all uh, torturey. Um, this series, these people want body parts cut off. Well, if, if that's what they this want, this person was obviously a big fan of Ling Chi. <laughs> if if that's what they want, that the they're gonna get it with the next uh, series. Are you not entertained? <laughs> so, okay. This is going to be hard to handle Handle for some. So even though we've said before, you know, if you're listening to a show called Torture, then you should probably know what to expect. The next episodes might still need a trigger warning for certain people. It's going to be real bad. Uh, in fact, I've listened to some other podcasts that cover this same subject. And one of them did this thing where when shit got a little too heavy, the host would stop and give a fun fact, usually about animals, to kind of calm down the mood a little bit, kind of like a palate cleanser, um, and then go back to the horribleness of what the uh, subject is. So we might need to do that because, Dan, some of the stuff I'm going to talk about, you might want to break from after a while yeah i'll i'll, I'll look up some uh, funny anecdotes or <laughs> yeah. something too. this was this <laughs> would be a, this would be the worst uh set of episodes to have phil come back on because if, if just hearing about one kid getting beaten with a hammer was enough to silence him this one yeah uh he might never podcast again <laughs> <laughs> poor phil yeah um but we'll ruin his entire empire yeah. just as simple. <laughs> with one episode. episode. He can't do it anymore. So uh, the hint is we're probably going to make a lot of Japanese nationalists really mad. <laughs> yeah. I, I know why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, uh, Dan, you got anything else? Anything? Uh, words of wisdom? No, no, no. Words of wisdom. God, when have I ever said anything wise? Just um, grabbing straws. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't got anything particular today. No, it's... Uh... Well, all right. Okay, well, uh, everybody, thank you for listening. That's all we got. So take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And we'll talk to you next time. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.